everyone's looking for the young guy. They're looking for McVeigh. I think take a shot out Todd Bowles, get him a second shot at head coach, and see if he can do it. I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round. It's crazy. And our kids will know how great Tom Brady is because he's going to be playing. Uh, Yes, it is 15.0%. That's what the Yankees brought Garrett Cole to do. He was a six-round pick. This is a fairy tale story that's being written in front of our eyes. People like to call him their JV team, and they just stole one of their better players. They didn't struggle against the Padres. The Padres didn't really put up a fight in most of the games. Uh, Jerry Jones, hope you're listening. Hi, I'm Landon Bow, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NFL Opinions of the Week. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by uh, Mr. Oh, shoot, I forgot about this. Um, Mr. Austin, I really did not have it. Um, but the thing I was wanted to introduce, we are joined by a special guest. Um, you know, we go back to February all the time. Uh, Landon, it's so good to see you. I believe, I was thinking about it, you're in our year one. We're year three now. Man, it's it's great to see you. How have you been? Um, you're talking about, uh, you're now in Glad Now? As- Glad Now. Yeah. Glad now. Okay. So I'm still, yeah. uh, I'll, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, thanks for having me on again, guys. Uh, can't believe it's been, yeah, two years since I've been on and, uh, you guys are still going strong and that's awesome and happy to be on again. Uh, yeah, we're, we're so glad that we could work. Um, it took a little bit of time with, uh, I messed up the time zones, so we had to do a little math there. Um, but, um, what, when you were doing the interview, which you should definitely check out, uh, if you're just joining us, really fun interview with Landon and um, how um, we talked about fantasy. So can you take us through how you got started with fantasy again? Uh, for me, uh, I was never really big into into football growing up, uh, being in Canada. You know, you go watch a couple CFL games, but it's a completely different game and it never really caught my interest. Uh, it wasn't until I started playing pro hockey where everybody started doing their fantasy football. And I said, you know what, I'll jump in on a couple teams and right from the beginning, I was absolutely hooked. Um, just the amount of preparation that goes into it, like keeping track of everything all the time. Um, yeah, like my Sundays when uh, when I was living on my own at the beginning of my career, um, I'd be posted up the entire Sunday watching every, every single game, um, just reading everything I could, try to help myself as much as I can. And, uh, at the start, it turned out really well, but I've had a couple, couple rough years. Um, but no, I enjoy, I enjoy it, and um, yeah, it was a very cool, cool hobby to pick up on the side. Um, I've definitely my my best thing was picking up Mahomes uh, my first year in the second week of his MVP year. But yeah, ever since mm-hmm. then, it's been in a downturn. Austin, do you have any? How's your season's gone lately? So I, I'm three and one. I lost last week uh, because the Pittsburgh Steelers defense got negative six points. So. If they didn't do, they could have got negative four and I was still at a one, but the Steelers defense kind of was the reason for my downfall. But I have uh, a huge Dolphins stack. I have Mostert, HN, uh, Tyreek Hill, Tua, and the Dolphins defense all for this week. So I'm kind of just riding their coattails into three and one. And then, uh, Landon, we were talking about a little bit before. Um, I know when we were texting, you, you got Travis Kelsey. Um, was what was your thoughts on when you first drafted your team? 
Well, uh, it was tough. I was in the the four spot, and um, in the past, I've always always played against Kelsey. Every time I've been against him, he's always absolutely killed me. Um, and you know, you have that positional advantage with just how good he is. Um, so I I talked myself out of taking Tyreek. Um, I could have had him, and that would have been absolutely money, and I probably would have been in a way different spot than I am now. Um, but I was worried about Tua and how things would go if, if something were to happen to him again and he'd be out the whole season. Um, but then you're, now you're going with Kelsey and he was hurt week one. And then the last two weeks have just been kind of, or last three weeks, I guess, have just been just okay. So it kind of takes away that bite of having that, that first round pick that's supposed to help drag your team and just be your, your point horse. And he just hasn't, hasn't been good enough for me so far. Yeah, it's always I don't really like the middle. Um, on, are you in a dynasty league, or is this just redraft or redraft everything? Uh, we do redraft every year just to okay. kind of keep it fresh and kind of takes off uh, some of that extra thinking where you're like, what's what's my turn for the next couple of years, and how much more do I gotta, you know, prep into these young guys who's gonna be the next big star? So it's just kind of boomer bust every year and see how you do. Yeah, I asked because I'm in a keeper and I had to choose my pick and I chose later in the draft. Um, but some, so, so Jefferson was off the board for me um, and I got, I can't remember who I went with. I think I may have drafted Debo first and that's kind of been hit or miss. Um, but my, What's your my record, big Kevin? problem or what? What's your record, Kevin? Uh, I think I'm one in three. I thought I was going to win yesterday, but... And I, because I have the Dallas Cowboys defense, which has helped me, except when they played the Cardinals. Um, but the guy had the Seahawks defense, so I lost that game. That's tough. Yeah, Danny Dimes feeding that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he helped me in week one with Dallas, but, yeah, I was like, dang. Um, my problem has really been the quarterback in that league. I have Joe Burrow. I drafted him in, like, the second round or third round. Because all the other quarterbacks are gone. So, I don't know what y'all's quarterbacks are like. Landon, yeah. Yeah, I got uh, I got Josh Allen. So, I've been pretty happy with him this year. Um, he's an absolute stud. And as long as he's not in, throwing interceptions, like even if he is one or two a game, he's still putting up 25 to 30 points. And uh, that's kind of nice for me. I don't have to worry about that, that position at all. But... It's just the rest of my team that's just been kind of kind of slow going so far. Um, when did you take him? Did you take him in the second round or third? I took him in the third round. The second round, I took Cooper Cup, hoping that he wasn't going to go on IR at the start. Um, but I knew like I later on in the second to be able to pick him up, even if he was like, and I'd have a tough first four weeks. Like when he comes back, he's like a top five player. Yeah. Um, it might be a little interesting to see how he is now that Puka came in and has been an absolute rock star there. Um, but yeah, so maybe that'll take a little pressure off him and uh, he'll get a little open more. Yeah, taking Allen in the third round is definitely a great value. I took Hertz in the second round. And then I also have, like I said, two. I got him in the seventh or eighth or ninth just because I really believe in that team. And I wanted to stack, like I said, with Mostert and uh, Tyreek. So my, my QB situation is extremely... Uh, efficient at this point. Um, Okay, so Landon, can you take us through the team? So you got Cup and Kelsey, um, and then you you have Josh Allen. Um, How do your running backs look? 
my running backs are terrible. Um, I got uh, Williams on uh, the Broncos, and he's been okay. Um, but really nothing special. And with him getting hurt last week, only getting me two points before he was going out, um, wasn't great. Um, here, sorry. Can you guys still see me? Uh, no. Uh, okay, well, I should have uh, probably prepped a little bit better to make sure. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick look. I'll give you, I'll just talk it out loud. So I got, oh yeah, Ramondre, yeah, okay. who's been very underutilized. Um, and then I picked up uh, Zach Charbonnet in uh, Seattle, hoping that he'd maybe get a chance as the number two. And if uh, something happened to Kenneth Walker, um, I think he'd have a, a good share there. And I feel like he has a lot of upside, but it's just not his time right now. So we'll see how the season develops with that. Yeah, I got extremely lucky at running back after being extremely unlucky at the start. My two starters at running back were, can you not hear me? Uh, no. Oh, no, sorry. My, yeah, all good. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, I had Najee and J.K. Dobbins to start the year, week one going in. And obviously, J.K. Dobbins tears his Achilles, and Najee Harris plays horrible. So I actually got Mostert after week one. And then after a couple weeks, I got uh, HN. So I, I, I kind of lucked into my running back core. It was not really what I planned at all. And because Najee's been so bad, I haven't even been able to trade him away and I took him in the fifth round. So he's kind of been a dud the entire year. Yeah. Those aren't two, think, two bad guys to be able to pick up there. Yeah. After week one. Yeah. It, 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 it worked out obviously, but I would say that was more luck than skill. And I think you kind of need that for running backs. I, to me, that's what, probably the most tough thing for me because I remember last year I drafted First round, James Conner, or maybe second round, James Conner, first round, Derrick Henry. And my running backs are terrible because Derrick Henry's injured. But I kept Derrick Henry for this year. And I was feeling he'd do well because I feel it goes bad, then they would be good this year. But he hasn't. Um, I also picked up Swift, which has worked out lately. But um, my backups are just terrible. Um, I went with Tank Bigsby. And I went with Zeke because I thought he would get touchdowns, but that hasn't worked out. So I think I, I'm, I haven't, DeAndre Swift has carried me. I'm hoping Derrick Henry figures it out, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. Henry played well last week. So luckily you got a good performance from him then, but yeah. uh, are you uh, Landon? Are you thinking about any big trades or are you kind of stuck with your team as it is? Like the thing with my team is, uh, yeah, I'm kind of stuck on hopes and dreams here because I don't really have that kind of depth that I'm able to add a player that's actually worth any value to anybody um, without having to give up a big part of my team. But uh, when you're 0-4, like I've been trying to look, try to mix and match to make something work. Um, but I'm in a league with guys that don't really accept trades unless it's completely in their favor. So it's really frustrating when you send something where you're looking, you're like, all right, this can help you and this can help me. We can both be happy. And it gets, you send it off and within 10 minutes, it's it's rejected. So um, it's hard to work with guys, but that's that's fantasy sometimes. Sometimes you have a league with guys that are willing to like put that extra depth and look into things. And then others, it's like, if it's not 100% for them, then they're out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've run into that problem a little bit too. Uh, I thought maybe with Cup you'd be able to trade for some guys that 
uh, maybe not aren't as good, but that you could start right now because obviously being 0-4 and having Cup on the IR is not a good situation to be in. Yeah, like I'm wondering if even if I put him in now, see like because he's not 100% sure he's going to be playing next week anyway. Um, so just getting him practicing, maybe he's still going to be off for two weeks. Um, maybe now's the time where everyone's starting to get a little hype on him. So maybe he has a little bit more trade value than he would have at the beginning of his IR stint. Um, so that might be something for me to help kind of fill in my like weak, weak running back system. And then who knows, maybe I can trade Kelsey, get a slightly lower tight end or like, like a TJ Hawkinson. Um, and I think that would fill in well. And you could also add in, yeah, a better running back or a new wide receiver. To see if something will help get the team team bump in a bit. Yeah, what do you think of those trade options, Austin? I'm not really great at trades. I, I'm kind of like, I'm always scared of what happens. I, I've been trying to make a blockbuster because my running backs are so bad and I have Tyree Kill and A.J. Brown. I've been trying to shop A.J. Brown and Hurts to try to get two great running backs in, but it's not really worked out. I tried to make a Bijan for A.J. Brown swap and he wasn't having it. Uh, and then A.J. Brown last week went off for almost 40 and Bijan, I think, put up 20, so he had a respectable line. But I'm really trying to get a running back. My wide receiver core is so deep because on my bench, I have Christian Watson, Drake London, Michael Pittman Jr., and I have Puka as well. So I have so many great wide receivers that I've been trying to trade. But I, I still don't think I'm a championship team with Mostert and A-Chain because they are I, – I, because of what Mike McDaniel said. He said that once Ahmed – and Jeff Wilson Jr. come back, that it's going to be a running back by committee with everybody, and that everyone's going to get touches. Well, that doesn't make me confident as a fantasy owner that uh, Mostert or Asian is going to get the necessary touches to even score a touchdown. So I've been trying to move off of one of them at least, uh, but I'm kind of in a league like Landon said that where everyone's kind of only looking at themselves and not trying to make both people better. They're trying to only make themselves. So when I offered A.J. Brown for Bijan, which I thought was fair because he needed wide receivers because he has cut. And for last week, he had nobody. He was 0-3. And so I wasn't even asking for Cup. I just wanted uh, Bijan. He didn't have wide receivers. I needed a running back, so I thought it worked both ways. But he wanted me to add more to that. And with how good A.J. Brown's played this year, I didn't think like adding more was fair. What do you think about that? option Landon is that kind of resembling yeah exactly yeah like that to me if that's a hole that they need uh like if they got a weak weak wide receiver and um yeah you get AJ Brown and yeah that really solidifies that position for you and then because he's he's always going to get points like that guy's never you you can't shut him down so he's always going to be consistent points for you every week um and on your bye week worst case you lose and um, that's fine. You lose one, but you win the rest because you got a solid wide receiver. And if, if he has some depth at RB, then giving up Bijan for a player like that, I think, would be completely worth it. Yeah, let me bring up his running back course so I can. Uh, yeah, he is James Conner, who's played pretty well this season. Uh, he also has Aaron Jones. So I thought he would start Aaron Jones and James Conner, two guys that have put up roughly 15 points a week. And because you only have to start two RBs and that wide receiver, he only really had uh, Deontay Johnson, who's hurt, T Higgins, who's hurt, 
and Tyler Boyd. Those are his three main wide receivers before Cup. So last week, he started Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. They got combined 10 points, and he lost. And I wanted to give him A.J. Brown, who got 40. So I, I those are trades I would like to make, but I don't know how many trades I'm going to be able to make in the league where they want it completely in their favor to where there's no doubt that they win the trade. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was it? My first, my first couple of years, uh, I'd play with, with one guy and every year we'd always have a blockbuster trade. We'd always trade our first rounds. We trade four other guys attached to it. And it'd be basically you're swapping teams just to do something. And it ended up always working out for both of us. We both made the playoffs and you had good little runs. Um, but yeah, people just, yeah, they're, they're comfortable with, uh, with things in their favor and they don't want to take risks on stuff. And that just makes it hard to, yeah, really change too much up during the year. Yeah, I, I'm probably, to me, I, I should probably make a trade, but I kind of have belief in my guys. Like, I feel Joe Burrow's going to turn it around, but I'm starting to lose hope because that's really keeping my team low now is like he got me six points and I lost by eight or nine. So even just an average week. Because quarterbacks around like 10 or 15, right? Or They're usually point? around 15 to 20. So <laughs> to get six points is uh, definitely lackluster. Um, that's why I kind of I, – I do like making trades. It's really hard to win a fantasy football championship without it making any moves, with just your drafted roster. So to make a, a, a trade usually can put you over the edge. The only time I've won a fantasy football championship was when I made a blockbuster trade, and it obviously worked out in my favor because I won. But I've also made those trades where it's been horrible and they got hurt the next week. So it, it does go both ways. When you make a trade, there is some inherent risk to it. But uh, you're doing it for the best of both people, hopefully. Okay. Noted. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That's the, yeah, that's the risk. You got to – sometimes guys get hurt and it, it can ruin your whole season. But, um, yeah, if you don't make the trade, then – you don't ever. You're not putting yourself in a in a chance to win because yeah, if you're just trying to pick up guys off the waiver wire, you're picking up guys who are maybe going to fill in for a game and then go back to scoring four points, and you're like, well, that's just an absolute waste. So um, yeah, sometimes you just you trade for quantity, and hopefully that yeah helps out during the year. Okay. All right. That makes all right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll start doing a little bit more risk. I won't try to do the waiver wire because i tried to do that with burrow and i like picked up stafford and i don't know what's happening up with that now so yeah i'll have to see the quarterbacks um i'll probably have to i don't think swift anyone will take swift probably because they understand he's probably going to hit a decline yeah it's just as a running back by committee with gainwell it makes it very hard for me to trust and that's why i'm trying to move off of most of the because i know when jeff wilson and uh, Salvin Ahmed come back, like four guys getting touches in the backfield is not going to be all that inducive to points. Right now, the offense is so good that I do think most are day chain can get points, but when four guys are there, there's just too many mouths to feed for uh, fantasy purposes to be trusted. And then another thing, so with trades, y'all um, y'all are just going in, okay, how, I see where this guy can get better with what I give him and how he can make me better. So it's a beneficial trade more than, oh, I'm going to pull a Dallas Cowboys um, in the 90s trade and get all these other great players. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's 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 hard to convince anybody where you're just picking a guy up off the waiver wire who who happens to be filling in for a week and he's projected for for 15 points. And um, yeah, nobody's gonna look at that and be like, oh my gosh, that's that's a great deal. I can't believe I'm getting that. And yeah, they're they're gonna be looking at the schedule for the rest of the year, the depth charts, and they're gonna see that there's it's a one two week fill in at best. Um, so they're going to know when you're trying to screw them over like that. So yeah, it just comes more into how can you both come out happy or the worst case you want to both come out just slightly disappointed because then you know, it's a fair trade. Yeah. You want to see what the other person needs because you're never going to get a trade by trying to fleece somebody else that never happens, especially in leagues where money is on the line or people actually care about the league. There's no way they're going to trade for like Landon said, someone who's filling in or a guy that just had one great week uh, when he's historically gotten four five, six points. So you want to like the, the guys I tried to trade for, I tried to trade for Jonathan Taylor. That guy had uh, good wide receivers already, but because Jonathan Taylor has been out the entire year, you could get something for him. Uh, that's what I was trying to go for because he hasn't played on his team and he was one and two last week. And I was obviously trying to go for Bijan on a team that was 0 and 3 because he needed wide receiver. So I usually look, what do other people, what do I have that other people would want? What do I have an excess of that I can use? Because instead of AJ Brown, I'd probably put in Christian Watson or Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, into that other wide receiver spot. And after I picked up Bijan, I'd obviously uh, start him over Mostert. So and he would obviously get something out of it. So I, I've never seen many trades work where I'm trying to fleece the guy out of one of their best players, and I'm just giving them a guy off the waiver wire who maybe is supposed to get the same amount of points this week, but that's just because of uh, happenstance, not necessarily because of skill. Um, is there anything else y'all want to talk about for fantasy? Um, I feel better now. I, I feel I'm going to definitely cook up some trades. I do got a question for Landon. Uh, so, I, you said you're on Clad now. Uh, <laughs> does does Yager play fancy football? No, Yager. Yeah, Yager stays away from that. Uh, yeah, it's just basically the North American guys on our team that that have any interest in it. Because um, yeah, the NFL is still not not big enough over here for for the other guys to really want to dig into it. And also for us, it's a lot harder to watch. Uh, because the the noon games start at seven o'clock here, so you got seven o'clock, ten o five, ten twenty five, and then the the late games don't start till two twenty. Um, so it's really hard to do that on a Sunday where you got to go into work in the morning and you're watching football till till six a.m. So um, that makes it a little tougher for those guys to get into it. But like for us, it's great. We play usually early on Sundays, so by the time I'm done, there's about half an hour before the first games kick off. And then um, from there, watch Red Zone and yeah, just kind of enjoy it for a couple hours before bed. Yeah, I just thought because Yager was in the NHL for 20 plus years that I thought he may have some interest in it, but I didn't know. Yeah, no, that guy, he's, he's all about work. Um, yeah, he's, he's all about just, yeah, working out, skating, like you'll be middle of the night and he'll still be skating. So um, for him, that's his life. And yeah, I just don't think there's enough time for for fantasy fun. So. Well, uh, I think that's all we got Landon. Um, thank you for doing this. Hopefully we can, uh, do this again, see how your season went, see how all our seasons went and maybe talk about next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'd love to come back on end of the season, do a little recap and yeah, talk about what happened. It's like really enjoyed talking to you guys. And yeah, just thanks for having me. Yeah, it's so great to have you back. Oh, and I forgot to mention this. You're the first interview guest to come back on our pod and talk about something. So we really appreciate that and uh, really appreciate you coming on earlier on in year one. Yeah, no, thanks a lot. I was thinking about that. I was wondering if you had any repeat guests and I was telling my wife about that and she's like, yeah, there's no way they'd want to have you as your as their first repeat guest. So, you know what? I'm really honored. And yeah, I love coming back. And yeah, it's a lot of fun talking with you guys. Hey, uh, well, we, we are we were happy. We we're like, man, we got to have Landon on. And uh, so, yeah, we, it was the pleasure is all ours for you coming back and being on our guest. And uh, hopefully we can do it some more. That'd be great. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. And uh, if you haven't, like I said, make sure to check out that Landon interview. Really fun. And uh, his liner will be in this episode. We keep the liner has gone through some changes, but it's been a constant in our video. So uh, that will be here. Really appreciate it, Landon. And thank you all for listening to Outsiders Opinions.